0: The Church of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shear Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. This is Patty Scalzo, and we are currently in the Heavenly Authority series in a sermon which my husband preached on Matthew chapter 23. When we left off, we had looked at those New Testament scriptures where Paul referred to Timothy, Titus, and the believers at Corinth as his beloved or dear children. And Pastor was discussing the difference between these statements and the era of the Pharisees and exalted fathers, which the Lord strongly cautioned against in Matthew 23 verses 8 to 11. So let's go back to the Sunday message and join Pastor Greg a little back from where we ended last time for the conclusion of this important teaching.
1: But clearly what you read about here, and try to get the spirit of it and not be caught so much in the semantics. It's not speaking about an institutional priesthood. That's something very, very different. The relationship Paul had as someone that started the work, and he can use the phrase like a father, is different from having or describing a spiritual mentorship of dependency, father so-and-so. We have father so-and-so. We confess to him. He goes to God for me. He had to see he is a representative of Christ on earth. There's a difference when you read about this father-child relationship in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and an institutional system of spiritual mentorship of dependency. And you can see how an innocent concept from the scriptures, because that scripture is quoted by different churches, Why I just read you can be taken and come in direct opposition to the clear teaching, the clear words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 23, which we just read, Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren, you're all brothers and sisters the error that develops of human exaltation, spiritual dependency, and necessitated intercession are something very different from simply having older Christians desiring to see others come and grow in the faith after them, which Paul is speaking about. The errors of a system of exalted fathers breeds a spiritual dependency on a man that should only be given to God the Father. And it sets up an intercessory position, the one that goes for me before God, for a man that should only be given to Jesus Christ. He is the intercessor. He is the high priest. There is only one mediator between God and man, the scripture says, the man Christ Jesus. And my friends, there are Protestant versions of these errors as well. When we first became Christians in 1981 we found in the Bible churches of this New England area a teaching which, thank the Lord, is not as prevalent today. Some call it shepherding, some call it discipleship or discipling, and that word can be used a lot of different ways and so I'm going to explain how it was used the wrong way. A teaching that each believer needs a spiritual father. Sometimes they would talk about a spiritual mother. To disciple them and to whom they would give a regular and detailed account of their lives. Being fathered was the expression. I'm being fathered by so-and-so. Sometimes they would say, I'm being mothered by so-and-so. True discipleship is making disciples of Jesus Christ, not making disciples of us. Obviously, the Lord uses men and women to guide in his word, to help teach the scriptures, to give counsel. Otherwise, I shouldn't be speaking right now, right? God works through us, each of us, even though we're brethren. And there are those given certain positions of authority to discharge them. But this was different. These fathers, or in quotes, shepherds, or in quotes, teachers, had a controlling influence and power over those under them. And those under them depended on them for guidance in all situations and were, quote-unquote, accountable to them. They needed someone to be accountable to, and so they needed to have this father figure. And sometimes you'd go into the Christian bookstore out here, and you'd hear expression, Who are you accountable to? Who do you give account to? I have this man, he fathers me, but who do you give account to? These same people might make fun of Catholics for having priests and then go to these so-called shepherds or fathers to have decisions made for them in minute matters that no average Catholic would ever think of approaching a priest about. Minuscule things, they would go there to seek their father's counsel. Of course, a lot of scripture was used. It all seemed kind of biblical on the surface. But in reality, it created a new system of dependency and authority outside of the New Covenant. For that matter, because everything was on such a personal level, the council could be hidden in the shadows. They would go seek the person at their house. And clearly, you can see this was an opportunity for the enemy to take advantage of people. I remember one man who was a leader of this movement in this local area who really typified it. And he really knew how to act the part. He would come into a Christian Bible study. He would float between different Christian events or Bible studies or meetings. When he'd come in, there would be a hush. He's here. He's come in. He's arrived. And not only was he a spiritual father to some of the Christians, but he appointed people to disciple others. He would determine, now, I think you should be the father of so-and-so, or you should shepherd this one to disciple that one. And as a young Christian observing this man as he would pop up at the different events, I couldn't help to sarcastically wonder when they were going to get him the appropriate robes and rings and headdress mitre befitting the situation. This was a big movement in New England years back, and it weaved its way into many of the born-again churches at the time. And the way it was so accepted by others, I sometimes, as a young believer, wondered if maybe I was just overreacting. To what I was seeing, but many times I would feel the spirit's intense disapproval of what was going on. And finally, when this man took a single man in his 20s, obviously he was way old. He was, an old, he was an older man in his 40s or 50s, but he took this young guy in his 20s and he appointed him the spiritual head, the father over a single female, also in her 20s, and she had to give account to him I knew my misgivings were correct. And could you just imagine the letter that Paul would jot out over that twisted situation? You know, it's good to be generally accountable, responsible for our our actions to each other, to those around us, in the sense that we affect and we impact each other, and we should be responsible for our actions. What we do, we should be responsible for. And certainly, we can help each other and keep each other on that narrow track by encouraging, correcting, and yes, even sometimes rebuking. Minor children in a family should be answerable, accountable to their parents. Husbands and wives should be accountable to each other. Workers should have to answer to their bosses, but only in those matters in the realm of their work. But when it comes to spiritual accountability, in the sense of who we ultimately have to answer to, who we ultimately have to give an account to, we each have to give an account directly to Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead for what we do and what we do not do. And we each, as brethren, should be seeking his face constantly. I have to give an account to the Lord for the ministry to you which he has placed me in. But you do not have to give an account to me. You go to Jesus. The discipleship, the shepherding movement, had it backwards. Thankfully, that movement has waned. Over the years, I've heard leaders in Christianity speak out against it and label elements of it correctly as cultic. But there are even more common and far-reaching versions of this type of leadership era, what we see with the Pharisees, which we've been discussing, have crept into the church. And Lord willing, we'll speak about that next time. I just want to close today by revisiting the words of the Baptist in John chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. The true ministers of the Lord turn the eyes and the hearts of the people to Jesus Christ, who is above all. He says, He who comes from above, Jesus, is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven, Jesus Christ, is above all. And what he has seen and heard and heard that he testifies. And no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he, Jesus, whom God has sent speaks the word of God for God does not give the spirit by measure that means God the father gives Jesus Christ the holy spirit without limit no other person on earth has that the father loves the son and has given all things into his hand he who believes in the son has everlasting life and he who does not believe in the son shall not see life The wrath of God abides on him. Heavenly Father, we pray right now. There may be those listening who have never said the prayer to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Father, we pray now that if there's anyone there that would desire to receive Jesus as Lord, as Savior, to receive the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ, to go to him who is above all that you might live and not die, that the wrath of God might come off of you. Pray with me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Lord, wash me in your shed blood. I receive you, Lord, as my Savior. I receive you, Lord, as my master. Change me, remake me, send your Holy Spirit upon me. And Lord Jesus, keep my eyes always focused on you. In your name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. And Father, I pray for all those who have prayed that prayer, that you would send the knowledge of your gospel, of your glory, into their life that they would see Jesus Christ, that they would be filled and baptized in your Holy Spirit, that they would be part of your family and members of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen and
0: amen. You can find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. Besides location and time for services, you will find an archive of our radio programs and commentaries by Pastor Greg. It is a great site to share with your friends for serious Bible study. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.